Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Control Room Podcast. I have a very special guest for you today, uh, my good friend Ryan Southern. Hello everyone. Well, you know, before we got rolling, we are going to discuss a very serious topic, which is COVID-19. Uh, I'm sitting up here watching uh, one of my new favorite shows, Naked and Afraid, with my guy Ryan, and he comes in halfway, and he's just talking all types of crazy shit immediately about how these people are weak, they don't know what they're doing. What's this? If he was in that situation, he would just he would just track something down and kill... Can anybody explain to you how hard it is not about hard. to survive about for 21 days in a remote location Wusses. with nothing but a knife and in some way to start fire? First of all, these are supposed to be survival experts. Correct. I'm not even, uh, I'm not even a fan of the you, show. I'm just learning about it. Yes. But the more I learn, the more disappointed. You're supposed they survive. They're supposed to be survival so, experts. So if you guys are curious, he saw episode two from season three, because I'm just getting started, Primal Fear. Uh, it's a couple that is <laughs> dropped into uh, the African savannah of Naumbi. I don't know how to pronounce that. And yeah, man, he's just over there. He's just critiquing them. He's calling them wusses. That's they exactly got they got is. baboons, baboons surrounding them. They, they they're malnourished. Listen, you gotta know what you're signing up for before you get into it. These are supposed to be survival experts. They're supposed to have a relative idea of what they're supposed to be doing, what they need to be doing, how to survive. They were doing that. They're total wusses. She's uh-huh. crying about stepping on the thorn. Uh, uh, and then somehow she makes some sandals, right? Okay. And then some for some reason the sandals are not with them. The rain, the rain washed it away. The rain washed it away, and then yeah. they're crying about it. Hey man, when you take off your shoes, you know make sure they're in a safe place so that you have them the next day if you're gonna use the shoe. They end up not needing the shoes anyway, walking around the thorns. Y'all wusses, man. You know. <sighs> Take you a day and a half to walk seven miles. Get the hell out of here, man! Do you man. not understand they have a high food it's a or, or water? It's a you know, I mean, if, except for sparingly here and there for three weeks. Or, the, they, you saw uh, the dude lost twenty five pounds in in three weeks, and the girl stopping all the time. And the girl lost fifteen doing his little <laughs> video podcast. Ooh. It's my ego. I guess it was my ego. Man, shut up. Listen, you couldn't survive for 21 days in your backyard. I'll survive 365 days. Oh, my god! Come out on top, you know. If there was any way to have a hood L.A. version of <laughs> Naked and Afraid, I would I'm submit you, okay? Man, you know, like I said, I wouldn't necessarily sign up for that. But if I'm in that situation, I'm going to be determined to survive. They're not, you they're, have to have that mindset. They survive, though. If killed, be killed. They survive. Hey, we saw what happened with the bird, right? They knocked some birds out mm-hmm. of a nest. Yeah. And then the lady gets all freaked out. She had compassion. Super sympathetic. And a couple of the birds got away. I said, oh, man, come on, man. It's a baby and bird. And you ain't eating two weeks? Sorry, it's a dead bird. It's several dead birds. Shit. I'm having about 10 right now, man. We're going to have some rotisserie birds. Shit. Man, you ain't even two weeks and you starving? Are you crazy? I promise you guys this. When I have the time and the technology, <laughs> I'm just going to record him watching Naked and Afraid. It's the most hilarious thing. We argue. Why didn't they start a fire? Because it's raining. They can start under a rock. It's like, what are you talking about? They got a cave. <laughs> you know, they're sitting up there crying, man. Oh, stop that, goodness. man. You better stop that crying. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Uh, 
So we can start on a lighthearted note, but I want to transition into this COVID-19 situation. We're all still practicing social distancing. Uh, life has changed, as we know, for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we've heard different cases, and uh, obviously uh, both of us are big NBA guys. And, uh, you know, our, our condolences go out to Carl Anthony Towns and his family because his mother just passed away due to complications of contracting the virus. It sucks. Yeah, and um, I know there's a, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, he's half black and half Hispanic, and I know they're saying it's hitting minorities uh, harder, and, uh, you know, the black community it has been brought into the, the, the spotlight. And I've read different theories and studies on it. A lot of them are saying, like, you know, uh, Hispanics lower, or uh, black Hispanics, minorities, lower economic status, uh, less access to health care, they're... There, there's a higher population of them in the essential worker jobs mm-hmm. to where, you know, they're bus drivers or, you know, or cust- yeah, or custodians or security people like ourselves to where they don't get to stay home, you know, and they're coming to contact with different people. This is a different situation because obviously Carl Anthony Towns is very rich. Mm-hmm. And so his mother wasn't going to work, but she's a minority. And the other part of it is we have a lot of... Uh, what do they call it, like pre-existing conditions or underlying right. uh, to where oh, it's high blood pressure. Weak immune system. Yeah, you know, things like that to where these type of uh, viruses or sicknesses hit the community harder. I mean, they're still coming out with more data. Um, so, you know, this is just like the infancy stages of it. But I, I'm talking to you in particular because you had to scare yourself. You never got tested, um, but you were sick for a while. And I just want you to share your experience. Yeah, man, I think it would be good to share. It might help somebody. Um, one, I don't know what I had, but um, I just woke up one early morning. I was scheduled to work that morning, and uh, I uh, <clears throat> was heavy, felt heavy congestion, dryness of throat, and then whenever I took a deep breath, I felt pain in my chest. So that immediately scared me. That was just right at the infancy of the COVID-19 um, information coming out, and people just started uh you know leaving work and staying at home that whole thing just was getting started so i was scared um called the doctors and basically my symptoms at that time were mild thankfully they never really progressed beyond the mild stage um and uh but yeah i called different uh, doctors offices uh through my my uh, medical provider which is blue shield and uh, just got the runaround essentially and you know it was new to them so i kind of understood it but i didn't really get any answers until uh finally like you know waiting on the line forever and being transferred umpteenth times uh, to say that basically the testing was limited and uh that basically i didn't qualify for the test and i never did you know that as as my sickness kind of um, um, changed kind of from one symptom to another, and I'll explain that. Uh, um, basically, uh, the testing wasn't available except for the extreme cases. So I, I thought that was messed up, especially considering that there were some NBA players, for example, that um, were asymptomatic. They didn't even have symptoms, but yet they were tested. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like which is rich versus the poor, kind of like what you're talking about with people who don't have medical care or you know, their finances are not as good, you know, you, you kind of are a little bit more susceptible. And just recently, a guy in Texas who never had serious symptoms, mm-hmm. but wouldn't get, they couldn't test him, he ended up dying. Oh, wow. Yeah, it just went from mild symptoms to extreme, and then it was at the point of no return, which is what I was afraid of. 
So um, after pretty much realizing that I wasn't going to be able to be tested, um, I just uh, aggressively treated it with home remedies. I uh, fortunately, a lot of people were putting out some some good information about uh, basically the virus and how it works, and um, and so uh, the the suggestion which worked for me was drink a lot of hot liquids, um, herbal teas. Um, you can gargle hot water and salt together every hour. Mm. Uh, I got the information from a nurse eventually. You cut like three slices of lemon into a cup, pour some hot water on that, you can drink that. Uh, fortunately for me, I already was kind of in the process of um, ordering a bunch of herbal teas and trying them out. A lot of stuff actually for me was from Jamaica. So I got like Moringa tea, Guinea hen tea. Mm. Um, I got uh, some Irish sea moss. And uh, anyway, I, I was trying out a bunch of those things anyway because they're supposed to be strong and antioxidants and good for your immune system. So once this thing kind of hit me, I was like, man, I'm glad this stuff is here. It's probably a blessing that it is here. I'm going to just drink it up as much as I can. And I, I really believe it helped me from um, progressing into other stages, mm. whatever I had, whether it was a flu or cold. or What, what were some of the stages that you went through? Uh, first couple of days was the same. It was dry, dry throat, uh, heavy congestion, and then the pain in my chest only lasted day one. Thankfully, day two was just just the congestion and dry throat. Then I, in a weird kind of way, all that left. Mm -hmm. And the third day, I just had a fever, mm -hmm. and my fever was one on one. And so, uh, also, they say the virus kind of takes place in stages. So when I had the fever, that scared me again. Mm -hmm. I kind of thought I was getting over it, and yeah. then I and then once I started reading more, it said basically it's the cold and flu symptoms for the first two or three days, mm -hmm. and then following that, when it gets into your lungs, is really, really when it really does the damage. Mm -hmm. So me, I was like, man, this is the third day. I got a fever. What the hell is going on? You know, and that wasn't the that's not the typical flow of a flu or a cold. It kind of all kind of hits you at once, you mm -hmm. know, and then you, you deal with it and then it's gone. And this was in stages. It was kind of like, okay, the congestion's gone. Now the fever's here. Then the fever thankfully broke after the uh, the fourth day in the morning I woke up, but I had a dry cough. Mm -hmm. So it was like, what the hell is going on? You know, it was like, thankfully it wasn't all the same symptoms at the same time. Mm -hmm. But it was all these different symptoms hitting me at different times. So it made me think this is unusual. This is uncommon. What the hell is going on? Uh, again, I was continuing to call them in medical providers. What kind of feedback were they giving you when you're describing your symptoms? There was, You know what? They were sympathetic. The nurses, I spoke to mostly nurses um, in different offices. Um, they were try, understanding. Uh, they try to basically be consoling because mm -hmm. it's like well I, I can't you know i can't you're not going to get tested like what were you missing like you're like i got a cough i just had a fever you, i had chest pains like what were they saying like you had to have uh basically all of them at once and it had to be the fever like, the fever i had it met the criteria but i had to have because it would have to be above 105. 100.5. 100.5. Uh, 100.5. Yeah. Like 105. Just Excuse like brain damage. 100.5. Yeah. Um, and mine was 101. But because it wasn't in conjunction with the dry cough. The dry cough along with the fever mm. was basically the tough. Enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but because I didn't have the dry cough or I didn't have everything at once. Mm -hmm. um, 
then they were like, no, you know. So it was just self-quarantine. That was the only advice I got. I said, eventually, after a bunch of phone calls, a nurse did give me some suggestions. I told her what I was taking. She said, yeah, that that's good. You know, I was working for you. And actually, every time I took a hot tea, whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, I could feel the mucus breaking up in me, loosening up. It usually just helped me to kind of feel better right away. So it was frustrating, man, because I didn't know what I had. I couldn't get tested. I wanted to know for peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just kind of played the waiting game and... The only thing I did to make sure that I took care of myself as best as possible and, like I said, just drank a, a ton of hot liquids, teas, soups. Um, I even had, there was even a suggestion like if you inhale steam, mm-hmm. um, that could help because the hot, basically the virus cannot survive in an 80 degree temperature or higher. Okay. Um, so, like this one guy was saying, yeah, if you like, if you're boiling tea, right? You're doing that already. Well, once you can just stick your head over the pot you're boiling mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, inhale that a little bit and just help that get into your system and cleanse you out. Kind of like being in the steam room, yeah. but just more direct to your face. So, I tried everything. Everything that kind of made sense as far what as... What helped the most? Um, I think it all helped, actually. Mm-hmm. All of those things helped. Um, I don't think one more than another. Um, I was really happy I had the Irish sea moss, though, because I felt like that was... And what does that do, the Irish sea moss? So, yeah, I don't... I, I, obviously, its origin is from Ireland, but they have it in, in Jamaica. It's deep-sea divers. It's kind of like a relative of seaweed. Mm. And there's a bunch of things. Jamaicans and people from the Caribbean have been swearing about this for the longest. Um but basically, it's strong in all vitamins. It's strong in iron. It's strong in antioxidants. Basically, 80... I just read this today, actually. 80% of the, the nutrients that your body needs, mm-hmm. it has all in so it. So you're eating it or what? Yeah, I bought it in gel form. Okay. Some people, you know, take it and use it raw in different, you know, whatever, salads or whatever. But mm-hmm. this one lady... Actually, it's kind of becoming more popular. I'm seeing it more and more. But this one lady who I get it from... Um, She's Jamaican out of Philadelphia. Um, she she makes it. She has her divers in Jamaica go down. It's like they have to dive like 15 free feet under oh, underwater. Jesus. And they pull it out and they dry it. There's a whole process. Mm-hmm. And then she takes it and blends it and turns it into a gel. And then she sells it that way. She also sells it raw. But um, I just, she shows the process. So I, tr- I trust, you know, mm-hmm. her handlers and stuff. But um, if anybody's interested, her company is Dilly's Delights. Okay. Um, and she's got an Instagram page. Her her name is Dilly Roman. She's out of Philadelphia. So you can access that information through her personal Instagram page or through her business page. But, yeah, there's other people offering it. But I just, I just go with that. And um, that made me feel a lot better. I put that in teas as well. So I had I had everything mixed up. So what's it like to be on lockdown for 14 days? Like, how did you pass the time? How did you keep your sanity? Like, what was you doing? Uh, first of all, I didn't do much, Because you're not even a TV guy. Like, you don't watch Netflix or Hulu or none of that stuff. So I'm well, curious. First, I wouldn't. I mean, those first five days, man, I wouldn't. I didn't care about nothing except mm-hmm. getting better. So I just stayed in bed. And, you know, I really didn't have the energy to, to, to do much. Um, I just, you know, tried to eat healthy and stay in the house uh after i felt better you know um my job out they wanted to be sure that i was clear of whatever before i came back so that was a good decision you know for everybody and uh I, from that point on man i really didn't you still can't go anywhere yeah, you can't because 
city shut down. Uh, I exercise a little bit, you know, after I start feeling better. Well, that's the norm for you, exercising a little bit. Mm, no, okay. <laughs> that increased, you know. Uh, but got out, man, got some fresh air. Um, I did watch a little bit of TV. Actually, I ordered... <laughs> They have this old, I told you about this, they have the uh, old Nintendo game oh, console. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I ordered that. That finally came. So I played games like Tecmo Bowl, Pac-Man, okay. Super Mario Brothers, okay. all those games. That's dope. And I, I killed all those games like I used to. And, you know, it took a little little, little time to get, you know, reacclimated. But uh, that, the, that's all I did. The primitive games are more suited for you, I understand. Um, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good though. So obviously you're feeling a hundred percent. You yeah, whatever I had is gone. So you're feeling a hundred percent now, fully recovered, uh, no symptoms or anything. Yeah, man, I feel good. Uh, I'm glad it's over with. And you know, I I know some coworkers probably listen to this and and freak out. Oh, they but, ask all the time, all the but, time. Uh, I mean, you know, I, the truth is I don't know what I had. Yeah, that's what that was gonna be my question. Did did you think you had it? Uh, you know what? I don't want to speculate. It's possible. It's very mm-hmm. possible. Um, just because, like I said, the sequence was not the typical sequence when you have a flu. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the reality is, I I don't know. Um, I'm just thankful that the symptoms were mild. Mm-hmm. You know, they never got extreme. I never felt extremely uncomfortable. Um, I think the jump off though that really frightened me and made me think it was possible was when I felt the pain in my chest because I know it attacks your lungs. Right. But after day one, that was gone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's not typical when you have a flu either, at least not with me. So, um, um, and for the most part, for what you, from what you know, no coworkers showing any signs, no family members, no showing family any members, signs. no coworkers. I was, even though people could be asymptomatic, I mean, I guess that is a good sign that even people you were kind of within the vicinity of, you know, no one's showing any yeah, signs. Yeah, especially the people I live, you know, live with my family. Uh, you know, my mom, my sister, and her her daughter, my niece. Um, you know, I mean, you can't avoid them. You know, you right. use the same restroom, you're using the same kitchen. You know, I try to stay away from them as much as possible, but still you end up touching things that they touch and vice versa. So I was really, try, I tried to be really careful with that. But um, the fact that none of them got sick either um, mm. may prove that I didn't have it. But, yeah. you know, the thing I think the thing that's scariest is the uncertainty. Yeah. Just not knowing. You yeah. know, it, it will it'll drive you crazy if you let it. And I think that's what we're dealing with as a society. It's just still so many things unknown about this, mm-hmm. this virus. They're talking about we might have a second go around and fall and. No one knows basically when we're going to be able to flatten this curve. Yeah. And so it's kind of like everything's up in the air. There's so much uncertainty, one, because it's just not enough testing still right. to where we can kind of really figure out who has what. Also, like you said, be, they said this virus is dangerous because people can walk, on, walk around, walk around showing those symptoms, mm-hmm. which means they can unknowingly pass it to a bunch of other people and nobody knows what's going on. Like, if you have, a, a, I think it was like Ebola or some of the other viruses that kind of uh, debilitated you, mm-hmm. at least you were removed from society. Mm-hmm. But if you're walking around going to the grocery store, going to the gas station, going to work, mm-hmm. not showing any signs, eventually something could pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, which is important part of the testing that is not available right now. That was the thing. It's like, okay, I may have it. May not have it, but if I do have it, it would be good to know. That way I can, you know, 
mm-hmm. self quarantine a little bit better. You know, maybe maybe just lock myself in a room like fuck it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anything. I don't want to take a chance on on a, you know infecting anybody, in my family or anybody you know anybody else. So uh, yeah, that was definitely unsettling and still is because like you said, some people may not know they have it, um, and then you just you just don't know because they can't test you. And like I said, the guy ended up passing away suddenly. Within a day, you know, mm-hmm. one day he's got mild symptoms, the next day he's dead, in, you know, in Texas, and yeah. it sucks, man. Yeah, but hopefully, man, they can get a handle on this, and you know, it sounds like they're making some progress, and they're kind of getting some more data to to use, and and more testing, make more testing available. They got the Navy ship coming. Yeah, that in. was huge. That was big time. So, yeah, man. Um, so. You got any advice for anybody who's struggling through this? And, you know, like, say, you threw out some of the remedies that you use, the iris, I keep forgetting. Iris Seamoss. Iris Seamoss, and, uh, you know, you said you went through Blue Shield. And I think one of the things, like, my only advice to people is uh, control what you can control. Don't freak out unless Mm -hmm. you have a reason to freak out. You know, that's some great advice my dad passed on to me a long time ago. So, you know, that's kind of what I live by. I'm not showing any signs, and, uh, you know, I still try and be cautious. Social distance, if I feel anything, like I'm, you know, I'm making sure I'm uh, getting my vitamin C in, I'm eating apples, I'm, I'm drinking wheatgrass, you know, I'm, take, doing, I'm, I'm working out, you know, because mm-hmm. they say working out boosts boost your immune system. So I'm tr- taking as many uh, preventive measures as I can. Uh, I haven't found a cool mask yet. I hate the, the generic mask. I'm going to have to get me like a Bane mask or maybe like a Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier mask. <laughs> I'm going to have to get something that suits oh, me a little boy. bit better than some basic like random ass cheap mask that our uh, uh, employer provides for us. But uh, for you, man, going through this experience, anything you learned or are you taking away from this uh, this time? Um. Well, one, I, I try to be careful about giving advice because I know everyone's different. What for sure. may have worked for me, if I had it, you know, that's uncertain. But what, what may have worked for me may not work for the next person. So, you know, I'm cautious about that. However, I will say, you know, I one, one thing I also did, um, which you asked me, I didn't even think of this, is I did a lot of reading. You know, mm-hmm. I just did a lot of reading online, just tried to find out more and more about the virus. It seemed to be universal conception that, basically the virus cannot survive in a hot environment. So mm-hmm. um, what seems to have worked for a lot of people and even like the Chinese doctors and their reports um, kind of advising the rest of the world of how to get ahead of this is just drink a lot of hot liquids, a lot of hot teas. Uh, obviously the, the herbal is more natural, so that's better. Um, and, and it's known to strengthen your immune system anyway. So if you put the herb, herbal teas with the, the hot water or whatever but like i said even i cut three slices of lemon i tried everything mm-hmm. yeah i cut three slices of lemon i put that in the water um basically and then you know kind of a long-standing theory as far as herbalists are concerned is like you know um the more alkaline based your diet is or the things you're into the things you intake is uh the stronger it makes your immune system an acidic kind of food base basically strength uh weakens your immune system mm-hmm. so like the herbal teas are alkaline based if you drink an alkaline water all those kind of things basically flow with your body better and it helps your body to build a strong immune system so i i receive moss is alkaline a lot of the herbs i got from this lady is alkaline based you know um 
kind of the na the more natural the better mm -hmm. um even sweetening the teas i didn't use sugar i used like raw organic honey um, which was a suggestion so i just tried to stay more natural and and go that route it worked for me um but like they said you know a lot of even the nurse when i told her what i was taking mm -hmm. she was like good for you you know that you, you're on the right track it seems like you're ahead of it so i was like okay cool you know this is this is the herbalist in agreeing in agreement with the medical field and they're all kind of like yeah this is a good thing everything i researched every document i read every uh video i listened to from a so-called expert they all kind of basically had the same destination about how to to get ahead of it you know if you think you may have it but it's you know kind of mild symptoms not serious obviously if you have severe sim some symptoms then you got to go to the hospital right away or you know get treated right away but you know if they're not testing you like they weren't with me and I, I, you know, I think I, I really think I did the next, next best thing. So, and it sounds like you're here, you're feeling healthy, you're working out a little bit, so you're back to your normal self. A little bit. That's what you said. You said you're working out a little bit. Wow. It's, I've definitely been happening it up. You better watch out. I better watch out for you what. Better watch, out. watch out for what. I'm coming. Don't put I'm don't, coming. don't don't put it on wax. Don't don't say what you don't don't state I'm your goals on wax. I'm not afraid of that. You so better five be a, minute mile, Don't say five it. Minute mile, don't say five it. Five minute mile. Nobody heard that. That's a done deal. Nobody heard that. I, I'm I'm too confident. Oh my gosh. Five minute mile. I, th I think you might be relapsing. You might be having a little brain come damage on, from the fever. Come on, come on. Five minute miles not happening. We're taking it down. Okay, listen. Okay. And we're gonna film it. You know, we're gonna film it. Okay. So that they will follow. This is the record. So you're going to run a full mile in five minutes. In five minutes. <laughs> All right, guys. Obviously, he's sick in the head still. So, hey, but on a serious note, thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, uh, you know, sharing your story and, and uh, being open with us. I, I appreciate it, and I'm glad you're doing better. Yeah, no doubt, man. Thank you. I hope maybe it helps someone who listens. All right, guys. So next time, talk to you later.